Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to Chelsea Bridge. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Chelsea Bridge is a bridge over the River Thames over in West London, which connects Chelsea on the North Bank to Battersea on the South Bank and split between the City of Westminster and the London Borough of Wandsworth and the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea. There have been two Chelsea bridges on the site which was once an ancient fort. The first Chelsea bridge was proposed in the 1840s as part of a major development of the marshlands on the south bank of the Thames into the new Battersea Park. It was a suspension bridge intended to provide convenient access from the densely populated north bank to the new park. Although built and operated by the government, tolls were charged initially in an effort to recoup the cost of the bridge. While work on the nearby Chelsea embankment delayed construction, and so the bridge, initially called Victoria Bridge, did not open until 1858. Although well received architecturally, as a toll bridge it was unpopular with the public, and Parliament felt obliged to make it toll free on Sundays. The bridge was less of a commercial success than had been anticipated, partly because of the competition from the newly built Albert Bridge just down the river nearby. It was acquired by the Metropolitan Board of Works in 1877, and the tolls were abolished in 1879. The bridge was narrow and structurally unsound, leading to the authorities to name it Chelsea Bridge to avoid the royal family's association with the potential collapse. In 1926, it was proposed that the old bridge be rebuilt or replaced due to the increased volume of users from the population growth and the introduction of the automobile. It was demolished during 1934 to 1937 and replaced by the current structure, which opened in 1937. The new bridge was the first self-anchored suspension bridge in Britain and was built entirely with materials sourced within the British Empire. During the early 1950s, it became popular with motorcyclists who staged regular races across the bridge. One such meeting in 1970 erupted into violence resulting in the death of one man and the imprisonment of 20 others. Chelsea Bridge is floodlit from below during the hours of darkness, when the towers and the cables are illuminated by 936 feet 285 meters of light-emitting diodes. In 2008, it achieved Grade 2 listed status. In 2004, a footbridge was opened beneath the southern span, carrying the Thames path under the bridge. The Red House Inn was an isolated inn on the south bank of the River Thames in the marshlands by Battersea Fields, about one mile east of the developed street of the prosperous farming village of Battersea. Not on any major road, its isolation and lack of any police presence made it a popular destination for visitors from London and Westminster since the 16th century, who would travel to the Red House by wherry, attracted by Sunday dogfighting, bare-knuckle boxing bouts and illegal horse racing. Because of its lawless nature, Battersea Fields was also a popular area for duelling and was the venue of the 1829 duel between the then Prime Minister, the Duke of Wellington and the Earl of Winchelsea. The town of Chelsea on the north bank of the Thames, about three miles west of Westminster, was an important industrial centre. 
Although by the 19th century its role as a centre of British porcelain industry had been overtaken by the West Midlands, its riverside location and goods roads made it an important centre for the manufacture of goods to serve the nearby and rapidly growing London. The Chelsea Waterworks Company occupied a site on the north bank of the Thames, opposite the Red House Inn. Founded in 1723, the company pumped water from the Thames to reservoirs around Westminster through a network of hollow elm trunks. As London spread westwards, the former farmland to the west became increasingly populated, and the Thames became seriously polluted with sewage and animal carcasses. From 1852, Parliament banned water from being taken from the Thames downstream of Teddington, forcing the Chelsea Waterworks Company to move upstream to seething wells. Since 1771, Battersea and Chelsea have been linked by the modest wooden Battersea Bridge. As London grew following the advent of the railways, Chelsea began to become congested, and in 1842 the Commission of Woods, Forests and Land Revenues recommended the building of an embankment at Chelsea to free new land for development, and proposed the building of a new bridge downstream of Battersea Bridge, and the replacement of Battersea Bridge with a more modern structure. In the early 1840s, Thomas Cubbett and James Pennythorne had proposed to plan to use 150,000 tonnes of rocks and earth from the excavation of the Royal Victoria Dock to infill the marshy Battersea fields and create a large public park to serve the growing population of Chelsea. In 1846, the commissioners of woods and forests purchased the Red House Inn and 200 acres of surrounding land, and work began on the development that would become Battersea Park. It was expected that with the opening of the park, the volume of cross-river traffic would increase significantly, putting further strain on the dilapidated Battersea Bridge. Consequently, in 1846, an Act of Parliament authorised the building of a new toll bridge on the site of an ancient ford, exactly one mile downstream of Battersea Bridge. The approach road on the southern side was to run along the side of the new park, while that on the northern was to run from Sloan Square, through the former Chelsea Waterworks site, to the new bridge. Although previous toll bridges in the area had been built and operated by private companies, the new bridge was to be built and operated by the government, under the control of the Metropolitan Improvement Commission, despite protests in Parliament from radicals objecting to the government profiting from a toll-paying bridge. It was intended that the bridge would be made toll-free once the costs of building it had been recouped. Engineer Thomas Page was appointed to build the bridge and presented the commission with several potential designs, including a seven-span stone bridge, a five-span cast iron arch bridge, and a suspension bridge. The commission selected the suspension bridge design, and work began in 1851 on the new bridge, to be called the Victoria Bridge. Page's design was typical of suspension bridges of the period, and consisted of a wrought iron deck and four 97-foot, 30-metre cast iron towers, supporting chains, which in turn supported the weight of the deck. The towers rested on a pair of timber and cast iron piers. The towers passed through the deck, meaning that between the towers the road was 7 feet, 2.1 metres, narrower than on the rest of the bridge. Although the work began in 1851, delays in the closure of the Chelsea Waterworks, which only completed its relocation to Seething Wells in 1856, caused lengthy delays on the project, and the Edinburgh-made ironwork was only transported to the site in 1856. Victoria Bridge was 703 feet, 214 metres long, with a central span of 333 feet, 
101 meters, and the roadway was 32 feet, 9.8 meters wide, with a 7 foot 6 inch, 2.29 meters footpath on either side, making a total width of 47 feet 14 meters. Large lamps were set in at the tops of the four towers, which were only to be lit when Queen Victoria was spending the night in London. The central span was inscribed with the date of construction and the words, Gloria de in Excelsis, glory to God in the highest. It took seven years to build at a total cost of 90,000 pounds, about 9.64 million pounds in 2024. The controversial tolls were collected from octagonal stone toll houses on each end of the bridge. As with the earlier construction of the nearby Battersea Bridge, during excavations, workers found large quantities of Roman and Celtic weapons and skeletons in the riverbed, leading many historians to conclude that the area was the site of Julius Caesar's crossing of the Thames during the 54 BC invasion of Britain. The most significant item found was the Celtic Latane style bronze and enamel Battersea shield, one of the most important pieces of Celtic military equipment found in Britain, recovered from the riverbed during dredging for the piers. On the 31st of March 1858, Queen Victoria, accompanied by two of her daughters and en route to the formal opening of Battersea Park, crossed the new bridge and declared it officially open, naming it the Victoria Bridge. It was open to the public three days later, on the 3rd of April 1858. The design met with great critical acclaim, particularly from the illustrated London News. Shortly after its opening, concerns were raised about the bridge's safety. Following an inspection by John Hawkshaw and Edwin Clark in 1861, an additional support chain was added on each side. Despite the strengthening, there were still concerns about its soundness, and a weight limit of five tons was imposed. At the same time, the name was changed from Victoria Bridge to Chelsea Bridge, as the government was concerned about the reliability of suspension bridges and did not want a potential collapse to be associated with the Queen. Although reasonably well used, it was unpopular with the public, who objected to being obligated to pay tolls to use it. On the 4th of July 1857, almost a year after the bridge's opening, a demonstration against the tolls attracted 6,000 residents. Concerns were raised in Parliament that poorer industrial workers in Chelsea, which had no large parks of its own, would be unable to afford to use the new park in Battersea. Bowing to public pressure, Shortly after the bridge opened, Parliament declared it free to use for pedestrians on Sundays, and in 1875 it was also made toll-free on public holidays. Additionally, because the main lights were only turned on when Queen Victoria was staying in London, it was poorly used at night. Despite this, the new Battersea Park was extremely popular, particularly the sporting facilities. On the 9th of January 1864, the park staged the world's first official game of association football. In 1873, the privately owned Albert Bridge between Chelsea and Battersea Bridges opened. Although Albert Bridge was not as successful as intended at luring customers from Chelsea Bridge and soon found itself in serious financial difficulties, it nonetheless caused a sharp drop in the usage of Chelsea Bridge. In 1877, the Metropolis Toll Bridges Act was passed, which allowed the Metropolitan Board of Works MBW, to buy all London bridges between Hammersmith and Waterloo bridges and free them from tolls. Ownership of Chelsea Bridge was transferred to the MBW in 1877 at a cost of £75,000, about £7,000,000 in today's money. And on the 24th of May 1879, Chelsea Bridge, 
Battersea Bridge and Albert Bridge were declared toll-free by the Prince of Wales in a brief ceremony, after which a parade of Chelsea pensioners marked across the bridge to Battersea Park. By the early 20th century, Chelsea Bridge was in poor condition. It was unable to carry the increasing volume of traffic, caused by the growth of London and the increasing usage of the automobile. Between 1914 and 1929, use of the bridge almost doubled from 6,500 to 12,600 vehicles per day. In addition, parts of its structure were beginning to work loose, and in 1922, the gilded finials on the towers had to be removed because of concerns that they would fall off. Architectural opinion had turned heavily against Victorian styles, and Chelsea Bridge was now deeply unpopular with architects. Former president of the Royal Institute of British Architects, Reginald Bloomfield, spoke vehemently against its design in 1921, and there were few people supporting the preservation of the old bridge. In 1926, the Royal Commission on Cross River Traffic recommended that Chelsea Bridge be rebuilt or replaced. In 1931, the London County Council, LCC, proposed demolishing Chelsea Bridge and replacing it with a modern six-lane bridge at a cost of £695,000, about £50.2 in today's money. Because of the economic crisis of the Great Depression, the Ministry of Transport refused to fund the project and the LCC was unable to raise the funds elsewhere. However, in an effort to boost employment in the Battersea area, which had suffered badly in the Depression, the Ministry of Transport agreed to underwrite 60% of the costs of a cheaper four-lane bridge, costing £365,000, about £26 million in today's money, on condition that all materials used in the building of the bridge be sourced from within the British Empire. In 1934, a temporary footbridge, which had previously been used during rebuilding works on Lambeth Bridge, was moved into place alongside Chelsea Bridge, and demolition began. The new bridge, which was much wider than the older bridge at 64 feet 20 meters wide, it has a 40 foot 12 meter wide roadway and two 12 foot 3.7 meter wide pavements, cantilevered out of the sides of the bridge. Uniquely in London, Chelsea Bridge is a self-anchor suspension bridge the first type to be built in Britain. The horizontal stresses are absorbed by stiffening girders in the deck itself, and the suspension cables are not anchored to the ground, relieving stress on the abutments, which are built on soft and unstable London clay. The piers of the new bridge were built on the site of the old bridge's piers, and are built of concrete, faced with granite above the low water point. Each side of the bridge has a single suspension cable, each made up of 37 and 7 8 inch 23 millimeter diameter wire ropes bundled to form a hexagonal cable. It was agreed with the Ministry of Transport all materials used in the bridge came from the British Empire. The steel came from Scotland and Yorkshire, the granite of the piers from Aberdeen and Cornwall, the timbers of the deck from British Columbia and the asphalt of the road from Trinidad. Because the self-anchored structure relies on the roadway itself to absorb stresses, the suspension cables could not be installed until the roadway was built. However, until the cables were in place, the roadway could not be supported. To resolve this problem, Topham, who was one of the designers, had the roadway built in sections, supported on very tall barges. The barges were floated into place at low tide, and the rising tide was used to lift the sections above the height of the piers. As the tide ebbed, the roadway dropped into place. 
the recently built Battersea Power Station then dominated most views of the area. So it was decided that the bridge's appearance was unimportant. Consequently, in contrast to the heavily ornamented 1858 bridge, the new bridge has a starkly utilitarian design, and the only ornamentation consists of two ornamental lampposts at each entrance. Each features a gilded galleon on top of a coat of arms. The outward facing sides of all four posts show the LCC coat of arms and the Lion of England, St George's Cross, and the Barry Wavy Lines representing the Thames. The inward faces on the south side show the Dove of Peace of the Metropolitan Borough of Battersea. That on the northwest corner shows the Winged Bull, Lion, Boar's Heads, and Stag of the Metropolitan Borough of Chelsea. And that on the northeast corner, the Portcullis and Tudor Roses of the Metropolitan Borough of Westminster. The new bridge was completed five months ahead of schedule and within the £365,000 budget. It was opened on the 6th of May 1937 by the Prime Minister of Canada, William Lyon Mackenzie King, who was in London for the coronation of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth. Two years after the bridge's opening, the Second World War broke out. Because of their close proximity to Chelsea Barracks, it was expected that enemy bombers would target the three road bridges in the area, and a temporary bridge was built parallel to Chelsea Bridge. As with the four other temporary Thames bridges built in this period, it was built of steel girders supported by wooden stakes. However, despite its flimsy appearance, it was a sturdy structure, capable of supporting tanks and other heavy military equipment. As it turned out, no enemy action took place in the area, and all three bridges survived the war undamaged. The temporary bridge was dismantled in 1945. During the 1950s, Chelsea Bridge became a favourite meeting place for motorcyclists who would race across the bridge on Friday nights. On the 7th of October 1970, a serious confrontation took place on Chelsea Bridge between the Essex and Chelsea chapters of the Hells Angels and the rival motorcycle gangs, the Road Rats, Nightingales, Winter Angels and Jokers. Around 50 people took part in the fight. Weapons used included motorcycle chains, flick knives and at least one spiked flail. One member of the Jokers was shot with a sawn-off shotgun and fatally wounded, and 20 of those presents were sentenced to between 1 and 12 years imprisonment. In the 1970s, Chelsea Bridge was painted red and white, promoting a number of complaints from Chelsea FC fans that Chelsea Bridge had been painted in Arsenal colours. In 2007, it was redecorated in a less controversial red, blue and white colour scheme. Chelsea Bridge is now floodlight from beneath at light, and 936 feet, 285 meters of light emitting diodes strung along the towers and suspension chains, intended to complement the illuminations of the nearby Albert Bridge. Although motorcyclists still meet on the bridge, following complaints from residents about the noise, their racing has been curtailed. Chelsea Bridge was declared a Grade II listed structure in 2008, providing protection to preserve its character from further alteration. Battersea Park still retains Cubbert and Pennythorne's original layout and features, including a riverfront promenade, a formal avenue through the centre of the park, and multiple animal enclosures. On the eastern side of the bridge, at the southern end, a major new residential development of 600 homes, called Chelsea Bridge Wharf, has been built, as part of the long-term plans to regenerate the long-derelict former industrial sites around the Battersea Power Station. 
to link the new developments around Battersea Power Station to Battersea Park. In 2004, a curved footbridge was built underneath the southern end of Chelsea Bridge. The footbridge was built off-site in four sections, transported by road to the King George V dock, where it was assembled, and the completed structure floated down the river and hoisted into position. It is planned that once the riverfront in the area has been opened to the public, following the completion of the development of Battersea Power Station into a commercial development, the new bridge will form part of the Thames Path. The bridge curves out from the bank, overhanging the river by 33 feet, 10 metres, and costs £600,000 to build. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at Chelsea Bridge, and who would have known so much history has gone into this place? If you'd like to make contact with us, or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or our social media. It really is that easy. Thanks for listening, and really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye.